Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand. For all your audiovisual content needs and equipment hire, hope you enjoy this episode. Um, welcome to another episode of the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast. This is particularly the last one for the year 2022. A lot to um, a lot we have to look up to, a lot we have to look back at, and a lot to look forward to. But uh, I can see the gentlemen with me here have not yet been taken to the village, if they are having any of those plans. But as usual, we are always here for candid rugby conversations. My name is Ruben Kihumoro with our usual Fat Cats. Um, Bruno Akampa and uh, Joseph Dungu. Yo! <laughs> and today we have a champion in our midst. A man that I am proud to say that I shared a, a, a rugby field with. He was once my captain at Warriors. He moved on um, to Heathens. And uh, yeah, he has just recently won a trophy, adding to his collection that he had already um, upgraded. Um, Komaket Akera. Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, Koma, how does it feel to be um, in the position you are right now, having moved from uh, from Warriors to Heathens? Maybe you can just share share with us a little bit about how that experience has been. Maybe the changes in culture. Just just give us a whole story about what it is like to be in Heathens up to this point of how you're feeling being a Uganda Cup uh, champion. Uh, all right, I would uh, want to start by thanking you for hosting me and uh, your co-hosts. Uh, thank you for the initiative of uh, trying to build and push rugby further uh, with this kind of uh, podcast. Um, to, 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 to be particular and precise, uh, being at Heathens is a, is a good feeling. It's a wonderful rugby feeling. It's uh, a feeling you'd get with any other club. They are very warm people, welcoming. Uh, being a champion is uh, a feeling that uh, I have not felt before, especially for for, for 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 the for the rugby side. I am I am quite still processing it as uh, as champion of the league unbeaten, having had my my debut with the national team this year, and uh, of recent being champion now uh, with uh, Eden Steel for Uganda Cup. All those things I had not uh, experienced before in my rugby career and journey. So I'm still processing it, but it's a wonderful feeling I'm getting on my end. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, you talked about a lot of things that we're going to dive into. Uh, basically, your trip to France, your first outing with the national team and all. But before we get into that, um, let me just get a perspective of Bruno. Bruno. You have a big L hanging over you like this. <laughs> you and your Pirates boys, um, who I had incidentally given the win, but unfortunately they were not able to win. Uh, you were not able to, to get the trophy as you would have wanted. Do yeah. you have any uh, reflections from the weekend? How did you feel? How did it make you feel? And where do you think the boys lost uh, the plot? Um, yes, I'll take the L. But it was a nice game away from Kampala in Entebbe. Funny pitch, of course, but that wasn't the issue. 
Uh, the game started in time. I mean, Evans had a solid lineup as usual from the league. Uh, Pirates did the same. Uh, we both teams had some boys from the sevens who were fit enough to play. Some were fit to play the one 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 ten minutes. Um, Pirates gained possession from the start, which was unexpected from most people. And also, Homer uh, might agree with me, Pirates in the first minutes, almost in the first, the, the whole of the first half, were driving the mall, which was also unusual because, you know, heathens and their forwards and the props, they had big boys, but the boys had trained the scrum very well. Then throughout the game, heathens were coming from behind to equalize, not until the last minute, Mm-hmm. Uh, the last minute, uh, Pirates were trailing, but then Timothy Dong came through with a try. Last minute, which was not converted, um, and the game had to end 14-14. Then through to the, to the, to the extras. The extras were also intense. Homer Adol had already bowed out of the games. He had gotten a slight injury, but... Um, if you want to know how tough it was and how both teams were defending, the six-point the six point lead or difference that Ethan's got were two drop goals by Joseph Oyed. Yeah. That's how intense it was. You couldn't break any line. It was just a matter of a fly half having, having some brains, pass the ball to, to the back line, who gets was target and the boots. And Joseph Oyet came through when it mattered and even started to emerge the champions. It was so painful to the fans and the Pirates players because they had put in a lot of time, especially players training, marking, defending. But then now you lose out on a drop goal. That's how harsh the sport can be. Do you but think, it was do you think funny. it has reached a point where it's a mental, um, it's a mental blockade for uh, Pirates players? Every time when it matters, Heathens seems to one-up them. Do you think it has reached that point? Because um, physical ability, they might be the same. Yeah. But for some reason, Heathens knows how to win games against Pirates. That's, the answer is in your statement. Heathens mm. know how to win games. Okay. At some point, Pirates is a team that can lead that can take the lead for a long time throughout the game. But towards the end, it's it's just a thing of pedigree, I think, with the Heathens players. Because you've you've watched Pirates without its key players, and you now look for a leader. And you, you can even tell from the first half, leadership is lacking, which is uncommon with Heathens. I mean, you still have you still have Scott on on pitch who will command you and tell you in the eye, players. We see it as fans even on the sidelines, shouting at players. You still have Uhuru still on. Then you have Koma on, vice captain who will tell you what to do. And then they have an advantage of also Mubiru. Mubiru has played all the minutes, 120 minutes, even, even in the same final, plus the finals. So... I have a feeling it's the consistency of the leadership and the pedigree. And I could be wrong, but I think also what plays in most sports towards the final and winning 
is a championship mentality. Not take it away from my Pirates players. I mean, we, we are champions. We've, we've won some, some cups before, but that mentality has to be on throughout. It has to keep alive even throughout the extra, even throughout the decision you have to make. I mean, any, 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 any decision, if you, if you decide to just kick and kick and kick yeah. without moving a few meters, it might cost you. That's the pedigree and the mentality and the leadership that I think would matter to win the trophy at the end of the day. Yeah, very interesting. Um, Dungu, from your point of view, I don't know where you were on the weekend. You became suspiciously very quiet. Did you travel to Entebbe? Why are you looking guilty? No, yes. he didn't. I didn't see you. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> well, uh, first things first. Homer, uh, is this your first appearance on the Fat Cats podcast? Yes, sure. We're very pleased to have you. Thank you very much. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I know all of you, so. Yeah. What <laughs> were your expectations when you're running, when you're coming for this podcast, and when you reached, what were your expectations? Tell all right. Uh, when I was coming here, I was really thinking of just what is happening right now. We're going to have uh, a rugby conversation. Yeah. And I was trying to prepare myself to be able to, to submit in the best possible ways. Yeah. Uh, regarding uh, rugby in general. Yeah. And uh, my club heathens. Yes. And uh, any other questions that may be. Yeah. I love that you mentioned this club nicely. Um, where are we right now, Koma? Are we in uh, Kisasi? Yes. 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 Uh, Ruben, you want to run an ad? Oh, I'll be sure to come around. Yeah, we're going to show him around, definitely. Yeah, we tell the people where we are. It's our, and... it's our custom to show um, our guests around um, for people that can come around and have a good time. But basically, this is the Fred and Winnie B&B, located in Kisasi, 10 self-contained private bedrooms, consisting of two deluxe doubles, three standard doubles, one deluxe twin, and two standard twin bedrooms. A fully equipped kitchen, power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry services, a chef to cater to your every meal, um, a sumptuous buffet, breakfast with a choice of uh, selected tropical fruits and juice. Pick up and drop off to and from Entebbe International Airport as well as lo- local transportation for getting around for up- or up country trips can be arranged if booked in advance. For bookings, call 0778-933-559. And this, in this festive season, just let them know that a, that a fat cat sent you for amazing, right. amazing discounts. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Ruben. Yeah. I still had the flow. Did yeah. I? Yes. So, um, I'm happy to also see Bruno back. Okay, back man. He looks rather, rather sad. No, but man. I feel like he's doing good. I feel like he's been resting. Did he have, did he have the weekend at Fred and Winnie Airbnb? Refreshed and relaxed. No, I was interested. I look up to resting in the Christmas period in Kavali. Yeah. If you have time, Bruno. You have a partner, you have a friend, you can come and use space. A friend and win Airbnb, as you've had this good space. Anyway, guys, uh, getting back to the gist, uh, yeah. what did you me. know about Koma a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you um, have something you wanted to say? Yeah, I want to, I want to talk to Koma, man. All right. All right. Koma, um, we've never hosted you here. And very ma- you've achieved quite a lot in the space of 2022. You made your move from Warriors and moved to uh, the, the most successful club. That's events. 2021, yes, but this has been his standout year, where he is and for national duty. Um, you've been playing with uh, the finest crop of players in the country. I can't name them all, but uh, there are names I want to 
pick up and draw your, your thoughts on them and see what you think of those players. Tell me what you think of Joseph Oyet. Uh, he was the standout player in that final and he won you guys the game. Yeah, uh, 13 the, points. 13 points off his boot. Joseph Oyet. There's also another player called... There's another player called Innocent Gokto. Tell me about those two guys. All right. Uh, I want to start by saying I know these players way back even uh, before before heathens, as in school with uh, Joseph Oyet. I sat Where? in the same class with him at Colossus. Wow. For my Form 6, I played with him uh, uh, high school rugby in Colossus together with Ino. Ino was uh, quite younger than us in terms of class. So I think when Form 6, Ino was about in Form 4, Form 3. But uh, we played at uh, high school rugby together. These gentlemen have really been uh, good players from uh, from way back. Um, the most surprising one is Ino, who used to play Ino as a flanker. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny, but um, when we were younger, we used to play Ino as a flanker, and he was one of our most reliable jumping, jumpers in Kololo. But uh, he's now shining at number 13, and uh, he's doing the role very well. Uh, these two players are some of the players that we, as a team, we count on a lot. Yeshua, when uh, Ino receives the ball, or Joseph Oyet, we prefer to, prefer to call him Joe or King Silver. Why, why do they call him King Silver, man? I, I think we should also have him sometime. Why do they call him King Silver? Uh, why, why, we, why we call him King Silver is, uh, actually, this is uh, from school. He loves uh, silver, bling bling, things like this. Yeah, yeah he loves them a lot. Yes. And um, he's uh, always out. been our player. Shout plan. out, Joseph Oyet. Yes. We respect you at the Fat Cats is podcast. That There's that photo that was put on social media. You really look like you wanted to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're saying he loves bling bling. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, the whole team plays well, but there are those players that are really exceptional at the point when you need them most. I think uh, one trend about the both of them is they don't give up. Yeah. I have never seen Ino give up. Even when games are really tough, Ino is always um, hoping for the best. He's saying, yeah. just give me the ball. He knows what to do with the ball. We actually refer to Ino as uh, Ronaldo in our, our big club events. Because yes. whenever he has the ball, he does magic, really. So we're... They're really good players. Yeah. Omar. Um, well, this question may come much, much later, but let me ask it now. Uh, you've moved from Warriors, moved on to the Heathens, and your first national team uh, up? Yeah, sure. Uh, you're playing in France at uh, the Africa Cup, Africa Men's uh, 15s. Yes. You have Omar won the league title. Up with an accent as well. I don't <laughs> It was French. I doubt Koma speaks French. <laughs> anyway, um, Koma, you've 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 played at you've won you've retained tire one A. Yeah, we are tire one A. Yes, you've won the league unbeaten, Koma. Yes, you've won the sevens. You've won the Uganda Cup. Yes. What a year! What what are your aspirations after achieving that? Don't you feel like you've hit the ceiling? What more is there for you? Ah uh, no, I don't think I have hit the ceiling yet. It's just one year. There's a lot to do. Uh, personally, there's a lot to build as a as a person. 
uh, you know, rugby is a demanding sport. Every day there's a kid that is better than you. Yeah. You understand? Before I came to the national team this year, there was a reliable lock that was playing at five. You understand? I came, put up my hand, and I got the jersey. Uh, when we went to France, I started uh, off the bench. That was uh, the Kenya game. But by by the second and third game, I was starting on the team. And because I was putting up my hand, and uh, that really shows what the sport is. So if I decide to relax now that I have hit the roof, someone else is going to put up their hand. Yes, there is this, you see when Koma is jumping onto the pitch, there is that side cross he makes, looks up in the sky, does something like this. I don't know what that is called. Then he smiles and starts running on with uh, some swagger. Eh? You get so, Koma, tell us about it. How did you start it? I, what is, I, what's the story, man? Uh, there's no story behind it. I think it's just me. I'm a happy person. And I also believe rugby is not a war. I don't see a reason why I should be putting on a very tough face. I need to be happy. Well, um, you need your flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a flower on the table. <laughs> it's Christmas time, man. It's Christmas time. I'm, I'm always very happy and delighted to, to, to play rugby. Every opportunity I get to step on that pitch gives me a lot of joy because rugby is the only place or the only thing we do without thinking about anything else. You're just thinking about that one man in front of you and your team. So it's, it gives us, me particularly, it gives me a lot of joy. And that is why even on the pitch, I'll do things and I'm smiling, I'm laughing. Because I don't think this is a war. Despite the fact that it's a contact sport, it is, uh, it is just a sport. We need to be happy. And if there's no happiness, then why are we doing it? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, I think the one thing that me I wanted to ask, um, because we have seen so many things about um, heathens on the pitch, they, they've gone unbeaten. Uganda Cup, we have seen them go through to a semi-final and a final of grueling action. But I have two questions, but briefly let us just dissect the first one. The first one is, heathens is normally been known for its style of having very, very dominant forwards. Um, what do you have to say about the semi-final and to a certain extent, the final where um, it seems like the forwards were coming off a bit of, on, on the second fiddle, like they were becoming, they were being second to their opposition, especially with the, with the semi-finals against Cobbs. What do you think was the problem? Have you guys identified that yet? Yeah, I, I actually want to thank you for asking that question because it is a very burning question that uh, deserves answers. Uh, one of the answers I'm going to give you is... Uh, Uganda Cup is a very, very short tournament of yeah. four weeks. Yeah. You understand? Unfortunately, certain teams have been training and putting their forwards together for a very long time, uh, which did not happen with us. Mention the teams, Omaman. Cobbs. <laughs> you want to hear it? Cobbs. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I'll say it again. So, 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 so what happens is we had a very short time to train. Okay. And uh, there are those niggling injuries that have, been, uh, that have been coming in from the first game of Uganda Cup. But because it is a very short tournament and uh, in a very fragile period of the year, you know, you all have jobs here and you know yeah. around this time is when most companies are closing off business. Mm. So we did not have the luxury of having all our players available. So we had a very small pool of players that we had to use for every game. And I want to recommend those gentlemen for 
for having uh, stood the test of time. These four four weeks were hell, because if you picked up an injury, for instance, on the first game, which was the cheapest game, but uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, rugby is played at levels. Uh, the same way a person who plays in the Super 10 or the league is not the same way a person from the championship or the regional team plays. We the, the way we digest the rules is very different. Yeah, You understand? So there are those tackles that are really not tackles that happen in between there and there's nothing to do. The game must go on. So we picked up a few injuries niggling injuries that became a problem for us as we we progressed. Picked up uh, other injuries in uh, the second game, during the second game, which we took onto the third game, which was the semi-final against Cobbs, hence the the show that uh, you're referring to. Yeah. And uh, there we even picked up more injuries because you see these are injuries that were recurring and would become more serious. And... Uh, pushed it on to the final because that is the pool of players we had. And um, it's very fortunate that we won. And that shows the kind of men we are. We are really warriors. With all the issues we had, we managed to play and win the, the championship. So, Yeah, that's great. Um, then just, I know we have talked a lot about the particulars of on the pitch, but I just want to understand, for people that see heathens, from from the stands, from maybe on TV, uh, maybe in the in the newspapers reading about it, they see this winning culture. They see this culture of a team. But can you tell us a little bit about Heathen's culture off the pitch? Is there anything that um, uh, uh, the team adheres to? What anything that the, the team does? Maybe you can just paint a picture for us so that people can get a lot more acquainted with uh, with the team. All right. Uh, the the outstanding culture is uh, at Heathen's. We are brothers, and you know the definition of a brother. We look out for each other, on and off pitch. And I think that is why we keep winning, because there are games when we just play for each other. There are days when you're really not up for the task, but you look at the fact that me and Aaron are friends. You understand? I need to show up for him, and you, you show up. So the outstanding feature about heathens is, is a brotherhood. They do not care where, which school you came from. They don't care which language you speak. They don't care what you do. All they care about is the humanity, the human bit of you. You understand? It's not even about how much money you have. Uh, heathens is one of those clubs that I have seen where there's no division. We all sit. It is a crate of beer. It is going to be shared. Amongst all it's the players, even the you understand. <laughs> so it's it's just that that the little we have we share, and that is what motivates us to play together and uh, be together. We stand together in times of hardship and in times of happiness. So is what that is what exactly is uh, is heathens. That is what makes heathens heathens. Bruno. So on the weekend, man. Um, Heathens were not without their um, club captain. And he mentioned something about playing for a brother. Do you think Heathens uh, won that game for Michael? Um, I saw a picture of Michael. I think he was also on some other official duties. Uh, though I also doubt, uh, I doubt he would, he, would, he would have 
come through as they wanted because he played he played some hard rugby uh, in Cape Town for the national sevens. Um, but one thing I also realized about the heathens and what is helping them to overpower the other clubs, both in the league and any other competition, is right from the start, uh, let me say like 2008-9 there, there is a way their legends have not phased away. Have not been phased away in, yeah. at once, yeah. which is not the case with in pirates. Speak for pirates and, yeah, that club. <laughs> yes, 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 and many other clubs. Yeah. There's a way like free the legends who are hand, so eh? good at rugby live. I understand some some live due to injury or to other duties, work commitments, work commitments. But there's a way some also get lost from the club, not even any rugby ground, um, which is unlike at Evans. Uh, Bruno, I um, think I think, I think, think the point you're trying to drive at is uh, the leadership at the club. Yeah. Uh, Heathens Exactly, is, it never misses. And, and, yes. and, and the transition. And, and the transition. Yeah. What happens at Heathens is we have quite a number of leaders, even on pitch, you understand. We have quite a number of experienced players that we play with that keep telling you what to do even while you're playing. There, there, there are very many instances where a mistake happens, for instance, and you'd look down on yourself, but there's there's a senior person, a person who has achieved it all. Mubiru will scream, yes. Teresa, Junior Teresa. Yeah, he'll tell you, Neda, this is okay. Bibao, we have all reached, we have all been in this situation. He pulls you up and you're up running again. So I think I think that is the what is in heathens that could be missing in other Exactly. Clubs. So you get how one will leave, but Mubiru is still there. Yes. I, I have ever bumped into a heathens training. Even some legends who are not playing will come to watch training and tell Mubiru them what to count, do. Guys. I've seen Mubiru I've seen count. Mubiru I've seen Mubiru pack the car from work. He doesn't put on a kit because he's not playing, maybe some some games uh, in the weeks ahead, but he's 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 just on the line training the hookers how to do how to do it right. Bruno, but I think you guys are also making some good strides. I see your midfield getting a new young a couple of young boys. There is Joseph Kansime. Yeah. There is uh, Jeremiah Joseno. Yeah. Um, it's also some other thing that that is happening at Paris that is good, giving a new crop of players. Um, uh, in grow. the first, in the first two games, in the first two games of Uganda Cup, we had four tries scored by the newly promoted five boys from 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 Sailors, which is good. But then the other element I was talking about also is keeping in the legends around to train, to lead on pitch. If they can be on the pitch, we don't care if it's thirty minutes. Let them be there. Put a mark. The other captain or the the substitute will start from there. When you're not around your legacy stays in there, which is a key thing. But also, I think at Heathens, they have an advantage of some players, actually most of the players, having been having played together for some good years, which I think is also a big advantage because you know everyone's weakness. If Koma, if I've played with Koma for five years and he makes an unusual mistake, I'll come to him and tell him, you don't usually do this. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. Get that win. And 
Those those are the small details I think that win Ruben, games and they are doing it right. Ruben said uh, there is more to look at that has happened in the, this whole year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ruben, what was your highlight this year? Um, on the field? Actually, it's one of the things that I wanted us to go to because um, I need to highlight it in two ways. Best moments and, and worst moments of the year, 2022, rugby-wise. My best moment for this year will definitely be the Rugby Africa Sevens. That's one, guys. Those two days were... That was the best. That was crazy. Rugby yeah, experience, regardless of the rain, the best rugby experience I've had ever since I started following Guys, the I the met Bufa, man. <laughs> but that day, yes, that he didn't think. Shout out to Bufa, man. I hope you can watch this. The Kenyans, um, yeah, push it so that you can watch it, yeah? But shout out to those Kenyans. They, they Yeah, shout out to everyone, man. And you know the teams that visited kept swimming. Guys were making dives in the water. They had, they had a good experience. Uh, man, we can't talk about it all day, but that's... That was, it was great. a great experience on pitch and off pitch as well. For Even us. the organizers, the organizers did a great Very program. interesting people, interesting in quotes. Yeah, so it was, it was guys, good. also the food at the fun park, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. You know, you know Dungu, ha, Dungu was selling uh, fish. Guys, now let me tell you the funny thing. Yes, Dungu was selling fish. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what happened was, you guys know Robert Stone, Robert Romuna. Who? Oh, it was so, oh, Omuna's business, so he sends me a flyer to buy WhatsApp, just for maybe publicity. I was so free, man, I was, I was like, let me just blow this thing. I think they made some good sales. But even, even on the D-Day, you were so active on the fish store. You know why? It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, in regards to some of the unfortunate moments, or the worst moments I can talk about is... Um, the two the two games that were postponed, Zimbabwe and uh, Kenya. Welcome that is, uh, yeah, from a test point of view, especially for the 15s, something that we should not have again. Oh, yeah. It's very, very unfortunate. From a business standpoint, guys like Legends, all the bookings had already been made and everything. Then from also the, the point of the players and the union, then look good on us. It looks very, very bad. So I think that is one that is uh, very, very unfortunate. What was your worst moment? Um, I had, a, I had a quite a number. And as a rugby fan? Uh, as a player and as a rugby fan, I had quite a number. I would share an opinion with, uh, with Ruben about the two games, that was Kenya and uh, Zimbabwe, that were postponed or cancelled, uh, in whichever sense you, you, anyone would want to, to understand it. Those were really trying moments as a team. After all the time we had put into train, uh, the Zimbabwe game was actually postponed or cancelled while we were already checked in into the hotel. We had uh, slept in a hotel room. Even the, the stands at Legends were already up. Understand everything was up. Yeah, we we're planning to go for captain's run when the news was broken. I remember the mood at the hotel changed. Everyone was not happy. Everyone felt cheated. But you guys had eaten lunch. Ah, it, it is never about food. <laughs> don't it's never about, about food. <laughs> so uh, no one was happy about yeah. it. Uh, my very other had um, had uh, or bad uh, moment of rugby this year is more personal than uh, than general. Uh, was uh, Warriors, my former club, uh, losing uh, all games. 
yeah. in, the, in the league and uh, subsequently facing uh, relegation. It was a very hard moment for me because I felt like had I stayed, I now would have pulled it off because for the five, six years as captain at Warriors, I always pulled it off. I knew there are teams we have to beat. I enforced and made sure we beat them. So the fact that uh, the year when I left is when the team struggled most uh, beat me as a person. I felt like uh, I shouldn't have moved, despite the joy I was receiving with Ethan's uh, as a perspective of winning the, the league unbeaten, as looking at uh, my national team dream come true. You understand? And uh, very many other good things I have achieved this year from Ethan's as having that personal beating uh, about what I had left behind. So that is that was one of the most actually trying moments. I think it was more trying than even the national team games that were postponed or cancelled. It was very, very trying for me. I, 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 I always felt like I wish I could divide myself into two. And sorry, and man. Sorry. Operate on both ends, but sorry. I couldn't. Bruno. Uh, my best 2022. My best moments of 2022. Oh, not yet. I have I have quite a number and oh. very many. I don't know if time will allow. Give us like your top two. Taking ribs to my France. top two. Who took ribs to France? It couldn't have been me, obviously. I'm not very very good with food, so it couldn't have been me, and I I do not know who did that. Um, my best moments was uh. One is uh, Uganda having to host the Africa Cup Sevens. It was a very good show of rugby and uh, very motivational to us as players. We felt like we could do it and be there. My other very good moment was uh, winning the league and beaten uh, in my first year of uh, transition from Warriors to Heathens. It was really, really good for me. Uh, if you could allow me to just give one or two more. No worries, no worries. All right. Uh, the other was uh, featuring for the national team in France. It was uh, really a good moment for me. I remember that first game against Kenya. I kept on telling myself, we have arrived. You see, every sportsman peak as a sportsman is playing for the national team. Right. And when you achieve it, you have really arrived. You just have to work harder to to maintain the sport and perform better. So that was one of them. And then the other one that no one ever mentions is the fact that we played Africa Cup and uh, managed to move about four places in ranking. Uh, if not for 10, I'm, uh, I'm losing it. It's either from 44 to 34 or something like that. But... Uh, yeah, but uh, the fact that we moved very many places up up from uh, our former ranking uh, was a very joyous moment to me personally. I felt like we had achieved. At least uh, we didn't travel to France for, for jokes. Just We had at least made some strides just because uh, obviously many people who are not very analytical will never look at those uh, those achievements. Joachim Kisano had told us something that when you guys went to France, 
it was time for meals. You had to hurry before the Senegalese got there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite challenging while we were in France, especially with the meals. Mm. Uh, to start with, we're not really accustomed with the food. What, what food do those guys eat? Ah, they eat really terrible food. <laughs> in France, <laughs> I mean, there has to be bread in their food. Yes, they yeah. eat uh, loads of pastries, very, very hard bread. And uh, I, I can't really say. Really, what really what things were there that you could actually eat? Uh, we could eat the chicken. Why don't you get four pieces of and chicken? And they would give you just a piece of chicken because, because uh, the nutritionist had uh, recommended. You see, they were feeding us according to world rugby standards. Mm. Oh, that's rubbish. And uh, the, the nutritionist had uh, recommended a certain amount of proteins for the person, uh, carbs, and so you'd get just that. Unfortunately, we were sharing the hotel with uh, with the Senegalese. <laughs> uh, the first few days it was for being sharp, especially breakfast, which was the only meal that had uh, a variety of foods that you could understand and have oh. at your luxury. So if they went there before you, uh, you'd miss out on, on what you yeah. Liked. So so for the first time, uh, or for the very many times I was with the national team. That was those were the, some of the moments where you'd really see the brotherhood of someone would walk to your room and knock and tell him at breakfast time, come we go. You get it. So it it was a trying moment, but we came out victorious. That's great. Bruno, your best and worst for the year? My best is um of course one Africa men sevens at Chadondo. It was it was great being part of such an organized event, rugby event. Then also the boys putting up a show like never before and imagine the African champions. It was so, so nice. Uh, my best moment was in the league when Pirates, my club, the Stanley Club Pirates managed to beat Hobbs home and away. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Uh, I looked up to also beating Heathens, especially at KPA, but we merged short. Yeah. They, they had they had they big drum, big they drum. had big boys on pitch and they did what they could and they that, that game that is you guys uh, and the experience of that game as well. I really feel Pirates was well. it was literally like even jam on the road entering. Like, yeah. that's how many people were watching rugby. That's that was that was the best game I had ever watched at KPA, and also we later got to know many of the people around the area around where we get also got to know Kings Park. Because of that game, because they had never seen that traffic leading to one place, the unknown place where they call Kukasawe, mm. and now it was so, so massive. Yes, you can fun. imagine KPA big as it is running out of parking space. It was a nice, nice experience. Then also uh, our sevens, our sevens boys revenging on Germany. That win was so so beautiful. It was one of, it was one of my best moments after the after the disappointment in the in the World Cup qualifiers. My worst, um, so recent, our loss to Heathens in Entebbe, the Uganda Cup finals was one of my. I had terrible pain from from the final whistle throughout the express highway up to when I sat in Chira to drink a beer. It was so so painful. But, but you got your beer. Yeah, uh, but to heal it. Best and worst. Man, my best moment. Yeah. You guys, I already told you guys, Africa Cup Sevens was a madness. 
You were watching crazy. Us. We made money selling. He was even selling fish. Funny, having fun and you guys, you guys. Plus Didi. Anyway, Didi, Didi sleeping in the sun. What's that thing called? Where <laughs> someone can come to a big game and they close their eyes while in the sun. He was praying. And he was meditating. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was praying for desire. <laughs> also, another one. One of my best moments was being able to experience the Hobbs Heathens Uganda Cup semi-final just a few weeks ago. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a, a best experience or a worst experience, but I just feel uh, humbled to witness such great rugby. Wow, guys. It was 110 minutes? Yeah, 110 minutes. 110 minutes of rugby, and kudos to every player that participated in that game. Um, and congratulations to the Heathens for winning the Uganda Cup. On a on a train course. Well, yeah, that is. Anyway, guys, Omar, Omar, was in charge of the train course. <laughs> I had some something weird on the first course. What what was the experience? You've been saying train course, right? Yes, we should get we should get like a penalty to give someone who mentioned something wrongly or says something facts. Hey, I'm, I'm positive next time we shall have uh, a beer partner. We shall start taking shots here for such things. But we understand what you're saying. Anyway, um, I will leave now. Guys, what else do we have to talk about, Ruben? Before we go into anything, you don't, you don't have anything from the negative side to tell us? You're done with your memories for the Man, I'm a positive person. Eh? Well done, new year, well new me. Positivity. Yeah, that's, that's so, nice. no bad vibe. You, uh, December makes it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because um, the, the Fat Cats podcast started in uh, in July, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, July. So it's about seven, six months now. I don't know if my math is right. You should be celebrating, guys. If yeah. you want to join us in our celebration, comment, like, share, subscribe. It's been an interesting year. It's been a lot of growth from um, from where we started, from our launch at Kings Park. Um, to so many conversations we had, I don't know, maybe you can just highlight for you guys who have really been around, which has been your best conversation or your best podcast? Quite a number, I was so excited um, of, uh, about many podcasts, but I think one of my best was when you hosted Abbott Wafula, uh, yeah. the legend podcast. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the conversation that he had because he's been around for some good time and has been writing about rugby for also some good years in the New Vision and other online papers. He had rich history. We also got to know of some that we didn't know, like beating, beating France in the Dubai Sevens in 2004. Yeah, I enjoyed that podcast. I've, I've, I've always replayed it. Yeah, interesting. What was your favorite one? Uh, guys, I liked it when we hosted Massa and Ian before they went for their Commonwealth Games. Mm. They were calm. They knew they were going to deliver. Yeah? And they sure delivered. Because I remember we met Edwin's mom, Edwin's dad. Everyone met them. We were so happy to have them. We looked at them as our heroes. And yeah, and today having Koma, I mean Koma is my good, good friend. Today is a good day. It feels relaxed and calm. Yeah, he's always a calm guy. I've, yeah. um, Dung, he's just bri- like, bribing him. See, he's driving a different route after we are done with this podcast. <laughs> 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 Drop me where I was going. That's okay. Ah, 
But yeah. anyway, um, I think mine would be the one with Seno. Uh, where he told us he's going to stand for VP. <laughs> but he was sure he would lose. <laughs> but he was sure he would lose. That was very interesting. Um, then one of, there's a rant cast we had here when the team was a bit bigger. Um, with that time after Uganda, after Kenya focused Uganda. When we were with uh, Louis Semuju and the rest of the team. I think that was a really, really good conversation as well. We got a lot of feedback from uh, Kenya. Many guys saying they appreciated the podcast. Of course, they were laughing at us that how you got a lot on our level, uh, but they still appreciated the podcast. And we thank everyone that has been watch- watching. But before uh, we even close, I just want Koma to tell us a little bit about, aside from the rugby and everything, what who is Koma? What does Koma do? Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I will have your rugby. business. Tell them. Omar is a, is a lawyer by profession okay. who has picked uh, a lot of interest in uh, financial technology okay. and uh, has grown in the field of financial technology. I understand it like the back of my arm. I'm a businessman too. I, I do lots of businesses. I'll not break them down. I love to invest in, uh, in people's ideas as a person. Uh, away from the busy uh busy life i am a clown i laugh a lot <laughs> and uh people who who hang around me a lot ruben can attest it's always laughters because there's always one story from another and the other i like to engage and um, have stories with people i am a person who loves to cook i cook all my meals i i love to be home I love lots of things. Uh, on the other side as well, I am. Uh, I love to read a lot. Very, very informed, and uh, sometimes it rubs off very bad with very many people. And because they are short of information, they say, "Ah, ayogera <laughs> nyo." <laughs> because I love to read a lot, and uh, I read things as funny as aviation, yeah. uh, medicine. So cars, I love vehicles. I love old vehicles so much. I I think ever since I started driving, I've always had that one classic. I in my collection, I always have a classic Benz. So I I love vehicles a lot, oh and I do a lot of class, research Bruno, about Bruno, them. Bruno, pick a leaf, bro. I do a lot Not of research about them. Not every day going to Kings Park and chill. <laughs> <laughs> going for rugby chill. So, so uh, was tweeting, was tweeting about uh, every oh, morning, tweeting point. about the Sunday girlfriend. <laughs> oh my! Pick a leaf from Koma. Go ahead. <laughs> no, let us just finalize with Koma. Quick, quick fire. Um, favorite food? Uh, my favorite food is posha and beans. Posha and beans. Yes. Interesting. Um. Favorite car brand? Uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. Um, favorite music? I love uh, Afro Soul. Afro Soul. Interesting. I listen to Kenneth Mugabe a lot. Ah, that's dope. That's dope. And uh, married or single? Ah, I'm single. Very single. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I'm not married as such, yeah. but I'm in a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm seeing someone. Oh, my, last one. Um, last two. Favorite cologne? Uh, nah. I don't have, I don't have <laughs> a favorite as such, but I have a very wonderful cologne. You're seated next to me, you can you can tell. I just don't I don't mind the names. But I have a cologne with from one of the Beckham collections. One of the Beckham collections. Have you ever heard of David Beckham? You know him. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, favorite travel destination uh, in Uganda. Travel destination in Uganda. Uh, last week I was in uh, Western Uganda and I loved the place. Which I part think. of Western Uganda? As in Ishaka, but I want to go to Kavale. I actually want to buy some land in Kavale, sir. <laughs> so, you are, you are this is a very plug, nice plug, place. Guys, there is also another shout out we need to make before uh, the year uh, 2022 comes to a close. Uh -huh. The man behind the camera, Joel, come. Just say hi, man. Tell people what's up. Hey, guys, it's been a great show. It's been fun working with all these guys. This guy is a clown, and uh, it's always an amazing podcast having him. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, also. Yes. And we'll be having uh, Father Christmas. But it's late to have auditions. I think we should just have. Bruno, oh, no, 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 <laughs> Fajob would not be happy. <laughs> uh, Ruben, anything else? Yeah, uh, before we close, Bruno, yeah. tell us about this, uh, this Sunday girlfriend you keep tweeting about. Yeah, Bruno, yes, yeah. that's, that's what, what you guys want to do. the inspiration to this? Because you always tweet about Sunday girlfriend, now she has asked meet your parents, what, what, what <laughs> no, but, see, these are experiences that people, individuals tweet. Yeah. Now you guys don't also realize that, but... No, I do realize. Uh, the fact that I tweet, I can imagine, then tweet it, and you guys relate with it, it makes it more fun. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, becomes such a cult following that people look out to that. For that Sunday morning, yeah. Sunday morning. But you still refuse to put for us as a hashtag so that you can easily find all of them. I will, I will. 2023. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Guys, my parting shots. Be kind. Remember to be kind. One act of kindness can go a long way. So you meet a person, any person needs your help and you can help. Go ahead, help them. It will create a ripple effect. Yeah? Yeah. Too much love from the fat cats. And I'm happy to say I'm not the fattest cat this year. My quite a few episodes, but yeah, it's been an amazing one. And I think this podcast is just it, it justifies how we can end the year. It's been great, and we, as we're in the Christmas week, uh, we wish all of you guys can really, really enjoy with family, with friends, with all your loved ones. Just make sure you be merry, you spread love, share what you have, however little, however big. And also have a great new year. You can always get our content, as I always say, on our yep. on our YouTube platform, or you can listen to it on our audio platform, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and the likes. And um, connect with us on, on social media: Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. We're trying to be cool and get onto TikTok as well. Comment, like, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, share, don't comment. forget to subscribe and we shall see you in 2023 a lot of um, amazing amazing conversations coming your way podcast, podcast is crazy so see you guys happy new year adios happy new year Thanks for listening in. Share with us your thoughts from today's episode. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.